So in this part, we're going to talk about benchmarks. And first, I want to give you a basic overview of benchmarks and what are benchmarks. And then I'll talk about two uh, specific instances of benchmarks. So first, let me give you this overview of what kind of types of benchmarks do we have. And uh, the first ones are micro benchmarks. So these are sort of um, benchmarks uh, that evaluate low level uh, systems operations. So this could be something like a min, max, or average on a single laptop. So the, the numbers that I showed you earlier, right? How fast can I do this for? If I have the, the um, data in L1, in L2 cache, or in memory. Then I can have functional or component benchmarks. These are specific high-level functions. So an example would be sorting, right? So sorting is a high-level functional um, or a high level function. So this is something that I'm using in many um, applications, in databases, in uh, data processing in general. So think about MapReduce, right? We're doing a lot of sorting. So this is a typical operation um, that gives me uh, a specific, um, or it gives me an indication of the performance of um, an application or something that I can optimize for. However, of course, I don't get any like end-to-end -end performance. And um, uh, at the same time, similar things would be like basic individual SQL operations. So select, project, join, et cetera. Um, then there's of course genre-specific benchmarks so related to some type of data. Um, good example would be graph-based benchmarks um, where we do certain graph-related um, yeah data traversals and things like that. So they, they, they are similar to component benchmarks, but typically they would try to cover this, this data type in more um, aspects. And then uh, we have application level benchmarks. So here we try to really figure out how fast an application would be. Um, so, and we're looking at the overall deployment or the overall system. Um, for a given application scenario. And many benchmarks, for example, say, okay, retail scenario. So what if we have a retail business, how fast would this kind of application be? Something else would be brokerage, right? Or um, we could think about an e-learning scenario where we're measuring the performance of uh, an e-learning system if we have this and that many students, for example. And of course, um, there's real applications. So um, yeah. Of course, we can just use a real application to benchmark our hardware and software deployment if we have access to the real application. And of course, um, the, the benchmarks can be standardized or non-standardized. And uh, there's a couple of standardization committees. I will present one of them in a bit. So let's look at a micro benchmark example first. And uh, here uh, we have uh, two variants of, um, of a matrix um, aggregation. So something that we would do in machine learning, for example, so linear algebra uh, type of operation. So we have a 2D array and uh, one time we do a row wise uh, summation. So we in the outer loop, uh, we iterate over the rows and in the inner loop, we iterate over the columns. And in the second variant, uh, we do the same thing just in the other way around. So first we go uh, through the columns, then we go through the rows and do the same kind of operation. And while you would think uh, that, of course, well, 
how should this be different, right? We're doing the exact same calculation. In fact, if you're benchmarking this, you will see that there's quite a bit of difference. And uh, so this is real results, basically, the total execution time of the two variants, depending on the number of rows versus the number of um, columns. And you can see that uh, for the row-wise traversal, we get a nice smooth um, uh, throughput, basically with like some small outliers for very uh, high number of, um, of rows and very, very small number of columns. And but for the column-wise traversal, we see that this is actually, it really depends on the number of rows versus number of columns, right? So if, um, if we have, if the, the matrix is more or less square, then uh, this has like a very bad performance. And the reason for this is that, um, well, it basically depends on how the data is stored in memory. And uh, because if we have uh, the, the row-wise order, so here in this example, we see that this, uh, the data is actually in row major order. So this means that we're picking a, a full row and then going column by column through the order, uh, through the array. And if the data is stored row major order, then this means this will be like this will be one fetch from memory. So we will have it in cache if we're going through the individual columns. While in the column-wise order, we still have the same array layout in memory. And here every individual fetch of every individual value will be a new cache line. So this will be a new fetch from main memory because like any every time uh, the data that is brought up from main memory to, into the into the registers or into the caches is basically uh, in the still in this row-wise order, which doesn't fit the, the area layout. So in this case, we have a lot of overhead because of cache misses essentially. And so this is an interesting benchmark. However, of course, uh, it will just apply to this small um, area constellation and in the overall performance um, might or might not have a real, um, real um, effect. So, of course, uh, the, the pro of such a benchmark is we, we really focus on the problem at hand. We have a controllable workload and data characteristics. So data sets could be synthetic or real. We know the data size and the volume, et cetera. We can um, test a large range of parameters because uh, the problem is so small. Uh, it allows us for benchmarking a lot of different variations. And so this is really good for getting like a deep in-depth analysis. And of course, the, the, I mean, benchmarking, this is not a, lot, not a big problem, right? You can set up this in a few minutes, basically get the results probably in an hour or so and verify all of this. However, um, it doesn't really show the larger picture, right? This won't tell us anything about this, uh, the performance of our machine learning system. I mean, we will know that if we're doing the, the um, matrix multiplication or the aggregation in this way or that way, it will be slower or faster. Um, but it doesn't really uh, show us how much this will really affect anything or if this really matters in the larger picture. So the, the results um, of this benchmark are hard to generalize, right? They won't tell us anything about the overall system performance. On the other end of the spectrum, we have real applications. So we can just take a full application, uh, put it on top of our system and see how it runs. And this is good. 
uh, because there's many applications, right? We can test this. We have real challenges. There is no simplified view. It's, it's um, not academic. However, um, well, the problem is there is so many applications, so we, it's going to be hard to really uh, pick the right one. It's often hard to get real data sets and the real workloads. Even if we find a data set, we might not find the real workload or vice versa. We have a published workload, but we don't know the real data set uh, because of confidentiality. And it's not scalable. So a real data set um, has a certain size. Um, we might be able to scale it down, but we cannot really scale it up uh, realistically. And um, so what often happens is that we're analyzing real applications and build a synthetic benchmark based on that. And so say, for example, the big bench benchmark um, uses uh, distributions from the census bureau, uh, from Amazon data sets, et cetera. So that's the benchmark that I'll present later. And then uh, it uses a data generator. And of course, uh, one can also use a data generator. So there are data generators out there where you can synthesize your own data and make it as realistic as you need it, right? So that it really tests the application or the problem that you want to test. And uh, because then the synthetic data does not have any privacy, security, or scalability issues, of course. And with that, let's look at uh, sorting as a concrete example for a benchmark. 